0: Welcome, I'm Mark Berkler, and we're covering living words from the Gospel of John. We are up to John chapter 13, which is quite an amazing uh, section that's right before us. Let me just share our screen. And um, you'll notice in in the study in the bottom left corner, we have study notes, which is in a section called editor's section. And I have inserted here a chart from our book through the Bible. Now we can make this box larger by coming up here to the top of and under E for editor. We can just click on that and that makes it larger. So this is the whole Gospel of John, all 21 chapters um, in a single chart. And it shows laws of relationship, laws of proportion. And we are just entering chapter 13. And this is one night. <laughs> Six chapters on one night, the last night, the last day that he is with his disciples. He's in the upper room teaching them for a while. He's crossing the city, teaching them, and then there's Gethsemane. Six chapters. This is his private ministry. He's been doing public ministry. um, And if you'll notice, for his first year and second year, it's just three chapters on each year. Now we're spending six chapters on the final day that Jesus spends here on earth. And I guess I'm assuming that (laughs) through law of proportion, John is saying this is the most important day of Jesus's life. It's probably the most important day of the entire universe. So whatever Jesus taught, whatever he said in these chapters is incredibly important. And I want to really wrap my head around it. I really want to make sure I'm obeying it and doing it. So we can go back to the top the topic, we can click here on this little icon that shows uh, the three three different boxes or four different boxes. It breaks, breaks into four chapters, four boxes. So before we can begin reading John chapter 13, I'm going to click on the topic notes down here in the bottom right corner. And as I read through these six chapters, I was looking for what were the themes Jesus talked about? The first theme I noticed was, he said, you need to love one another and serve one another, which we're going to see very, very strongly in this chapter, this section. And I want you to abide in my love. So <laughs> getting your theology straight on eschatology didn't rank here at all. The second thing was, it's the spirit of truth who's going to guide you into all truth. And I want you to live out of the Holy Spirit. He spent a lot of time talking about the Holy Spirit. As being very very important, so we have love, we have service, we have the Holy Spirit, and then he says we're going to be hated by the world. All right, there's probably no way around that unless I decide to compromise, and and not follow the pattern of Jesus, because uh, he he was hated by the world. He said if you stand up for righteousness, the world will hate you. So that's an interesting idea. I don't exactly like it, but I need to accept the fact that those who are committed to wickedness and to darkness are going to react negatively to me if I'm walking and living in the light. He says they will have sorrow, but it's going to be turned into joy because he is overcoming the world through his death and resurrection. He's overcoming the power of sin and of Satan. And then he says a whole chapter on intercession where he intercedes for the disciples. So it teaches us several things, a couple of things. One's intercession is very important and also how to intercede, how to pray for a person. All right. So those are the basic things that we're going to have to see in these six chapters. All right. Just repeat them. Love, service, Holy Spirit, hated by the world, sorrow turned, turned into joy. None of that's theology. None of that's. Rational stuff. It's all hard stuff. So so that reminds me, Mark. The center of your Christian life is a life of love, a life of service, a life of living tuned to the Holy Spirit. And as you stand up for the light, the darkness will not be happy with you. And if you go through tough times, your sorrow is going to be turned into joy. So just hang in there with faith and let God bring joy. And it's important to intercede. So those are the lessons that I'm going to get out of these, these six chapters. So let's begin. Let's go to the top left corner. We're going to read from the Passion Translation, starting with John chapter 13, verse 1, first verse 20 verses of the chapter. Jesus knew that the night before Passover would be his last night on earth before leaving this world to return, <clears throat> excuse me, to return to the Father's side. All throughout his time with his disciples, Jesus had demonstrated a deep and tender love for them, and now he longed to show them the full measure of his love. Before their evening meal had begun, the accuser had already planted betrayal into the heart of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Now Jesus was fully aware that the Father had placed all things under his control, for he had come from the Father and he was about to go back. To be with him. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer robe, took a towel, and wrapped it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' dirty feet and dry them with his towel. <clears throat> but when Jesus got to Simon Peter, he objected and said, I can't let you wash my dirty feet. You're my Lord. And Jesus replied, you don't understand yet, The meaning of what I'm doing, but soon it will be clear to you. Peter looked at Jesus and said, you'll never wash my dirty feet, never. But Peter, if you don't allow me to wash your feet, Jesus responded, then you will not be able to share life with me. So Peter said, well, Lord, (laughs) in that case, don't just wash my feet, wash my hands and my head also. Jesus said to him, you're already clean you've been washed completely and you just need your feet to be cleansed but that can't be said of all of you for jesus knew <clears throat> excuse me for jesus knew which one was about to betray him and that's why he told them that not all of them were clean after washing their feet <clears throat> he put his robe on and returned to his place at the table do you understand what i just did Jesus asked, <clears throat> you called me teacher and Lord, and you're right, for that's who I am. So if I'm your teacher and your Lord, and I have washed your dirty feet, then you should follow the example that I've set for you and wash one another's dirty feet. Now do that for each other, just as I have done for you. I speak to you a timeless truth. A servant is not superior to his master. An apostle is never greater than the one who sent him. So now put into practice what I have done for you, and you will experience a life of happiness enriched with untold blessings. I don't refer to all of you when I tell you these things, for I know the ones I've chosen to fulfill the scripture that says, for one who shared supper with me treacherously betrays me. I am telling you this now before it happens so that when you, the prophecy comes to pass, you will be convinced that I am. Listen to this timeless truth. Whoever receives the messenger I send receives me. And the one who receives the father who sent me, who has sent me. Okay. First 20 chapter verses. So how about some of the journaling questions? Before we get to the journaling questions, let me just comment. One of the things that I noticed that Jesus taught by example, He, he did it with them, together with them. And the Lord has made that very, very clear to me that when I teach, he wants me to teach using real life experiences as part of the teaching process. So this bottom uh, right corner under topic notes, I'm just going to expand that by going up to the E of the editor, clicking on that. <clears throat> and so here is some journaling questions. Lord, I enter your gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I enter your courts with praise. In what ways would you have me use demonstration as I teach others? Spouse, children, students, employees. Mark, never teach anything without modeling it in the classroom. I've spoken about this before, and I will speak about it again. If it cannot be modeled, it does not need to be taught. <laughs> without a parable, I taught them not. That's Matthew thirteen thirteen. If I could not paint a story showing them how this worked out in real life, I would not teach it. Go and do likewise. Mark, you've learned to have folks hear my voice and journal within the first hour of your teaching. And most of that hour is spent with you telling your story. This is so much better and different than the first time you taught it, where you did not have them journal until six weeks into the course. You have come a long way. Always keep story central and present lead with your story your story is your sword he has told me that over and over every time i begin to teach he said mark your story is your sword lead with your story i would say that's a principle for all of us number two second journaling question in what ways do you want me more to more effectively serve those whom i encounter Mark, rather than step away in frustration with those who do not see or agree, which is what I tend to do. If they're not agreeing with me, I'm glad to just melt away. Take the time to listen to me and explain to them in words that I give you, which they will be able to understand. This way you continue to teach and lead rather than melting into the background. good counsel to correct my behavior. Question number three, when have I failed or succeeded in modeling that which I am teaching others to do? Mostly in stepping back into the shadows when there's no readiness to hear and to listen. You are not to step back. You are to tune to me, hear what I'm saying, and speak that, speaking the truth in love, is what changes people (laughs) do this. Okay, so those are some possible journaling questions that you can use, we make those questions available to you for reference. It's good to receive wonderful counsel from the wonderful counselor and correct our misbehaviors, point us on the path of life so we can minister more life to more people. So I encourage you to do some journaling of your own. Either use those questions or different ones uh, if you prefer. And uh, then come on back for another day and we'll read the rest of Romans chapter 13. God bless.